Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Definitely gotta take into account your mental being. People out there is not gonna understand you unless you let them know. You gotta tune into your own mind and put it at rest. Only person is gonna help you is yourself. Society doesn't want you to blame anything else but the negative on this show. Hey, what's going on? It's your man Casting of Williams with another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Uh, first, I want to thank everybody that's listening to the podcast. Um, you made my 20th, my I'm 20th, my two-year anniversary podcast, one of the biggest podcast openers of all my podcasts. I think in the first hour, it was like 400 uh, listens, 500 listens. It was, wow. It was, I, thank you so much for listening to my podcast, making it one of the highest listen podcast of the whole uh, season uh, of the whole series. So I appreciate that so much. It really makes me feel like you really care about what's going on in my life because that podcast is just talking about me and everything. So I appreciate that so much. And as promised, I am doing this every Monday, Wednesday and Thursday once again. So I am going to be consistent. Okay, so I'm gonna get right into this topic because I told you the tone of this podcast will change. And when I see stuff online, I'm gonna specifically talk about it and get into it. Um, now, I don't know if you ever read this. Uh, Deborah Lee. Deborah Lee is the ex. Either she's, I don't think she's still the the the, the, the head of, of BET, but the ex uh, head of BET. Um, she wrote her, wrote her memoirs. And in her memoirs, she stated that her and Bob Johnson. Now, if you don't know who Bob Johnson is, he was the guy that he was the creator and the head of BET for many, many years. And actually, he actually promoted her to be the CEO of BET after he left. Um, she said that her and Bob Johnson had an affair. She was married. He was married and they were sleeping together. Now, that's not the bad part of it. You know, it is what it is to grown adults do what they want to do. They're both messy both messy. What happened was she went on to say that when she wanted to end the relationship that he held, he threatened her career. So once again, we have a woman playing victim, even though she was being messy as well. Now, at the end of the day, I don't care about anything that happens after you say I was married, he was married, we were sleeping together. One you was married and you was sleeping with your boss. And don't pull that power struggle thing because at the end of the day, you have the you had the right to say no and not to sleep with him because you was married. But you choose to, you had an affair with him. At the end of the day, you chose to go into this with him. Fine. Now you say, according to you, you wanted to break up. You wanted to end it and he threatened your career. Now, even if I went with that narrative, I said, sure, fine, it happens, powerful man at the at the end of the day, sort of employee, you know, and that's cool. But this is the problem I have with it. Later on, you became CEO of BET. He actually promoted you and recommended you and pushed you to be the CEO of his company. Now, if you was sleeping your way to the top, 
that is a that you're the perfect example of that. You went from being his side piece to running his company as CEO for many years. So at the end of the day, you owe your career to this man, to the relationship you had, because I'm sure that your closeness, whether it was a true connection, whether it was just sex, whatever it was, I am sure that that affair had something to do with his decision. Now, whether it made you more, whether you was already qualified and, you know, y'all was just sleeping together because you both share common business. And but at the end of the day, it puts you in the front row to be his assessor. Now, there are probably were many guys and women at BET that could have went after him. But you, the woman that he was sleeping with, with was made that now. I'm sorry, I'm not stupid, but at the end of the day, I'm sure that sucking his dick made him say, damn, this woman got some talent beyond sucking my dick and having sex with me that I should look at as well. You actually owe your career to him, but at the end of the day, you're sitting here trying to say he threatened your career. How did he threaten your career when right now you you are a person in the black community and opportunities you have because of what he did for you? Now, let's say let's even go with this story. Let's even go with the narrative that when you did want to end it, he got pissed off. Well, I personally think that's a natural reaction. If y'all were both married and y'all were sleeping together and maybe this was a true love connection you had, because why would he get mad? You know what I'm saying? So maybe it was a connection. He got mad. And, you know, he's probably thinking, yo, I'm helping you out. I got your back. You got my back. We're doing this together. Now you want to leave me? Fuck this shit. I ain't going to keep you at this job. All this stuff and stuff you want to leave. Was it you wanted to leave because you truly said, yo, I want to I want to stop having an affair because I want to be real to my marriage. Or did you wanted to leave because you got to a certain point and you didn't want you didn't think you needed him anymore? See, there's a lot of questions behind that. And at the end of the day, you both are messy. So to me, you can't play a victim. And you being messy, you and him can't go rob a store, but then you fall and hurt yourself and you're like, oh, I'm a victim. Yo, we're in a store robbing this shit together because you got hurt or something happened to you unfairly. Now you want to cry wolf and play a victim. Like, why would you put this man out there? Why would you push this narrative of being this black woman victim when at the end of the day, that affair was probably the thing that got you to where you are today? Like, let, let's be real. You'll want to do whatever it takes to get to the top, but then be mad because of what you had to do to get to the top. Like, that doesn't make sense. Nobody forced your legs open. Nobody said, yo, you had to sleep with this person. I, I'm sure that the affair didn't start because, oh, he's Bob Johnson. And at the end of the day, you know, He's just sleeping with me because I'm a lonely intern or whatever. I'm sure if you're both are married and your man had an affair it was more than just sex. And if he got that mad, then obviously he's thinking it was more. But even if you're right, it still doesn't matter. See, what black women got to start doing is playing victim 
when they're doing fucked up shit themselves. It's like the whole abortion thing. It's like, oh, this this guy got me pregnant. Like you have no responsibility. You're the victim. Black women are constantly playing the victim in America, and it has to stop. And the big bad black man is always a pr- the predator. Is always the person doing something to you, even though you're doing actions that are not that that are tr- contributing to this bad situation. But you blame the black man. Like we are have so control over you that you can't say no. Like now, if you say that, you know, I felt pressured or whatever. Okay, I get it. But still, at the end of the day, when are black women going to start taking responsibility for the shit they do for the situation they get into? When you lay down with a man and have and, and have sex. You're choosing that. You're choosing to have unprotected sex with a guy. You know the consequences of unprotected sex. So why are you always looking at the guy saying his fault? I saw on the internet, I was watching TikTok, and I was talking about uh, some neat means and TikTok talking about a whole bunch of women are talking about, you know, I wish I could choose my baby's father. Bitch, you can. Literally, you could choose your baby's father. Literally, you could choose who you fuck. Unless you got raped, you choose who your baby father is. But at the end of the day, they make it seem as if they can't choose. Oh, I'm the victim. Oh, he's a dog. He's not there for me. But at the end of the day, you chose to lay down with a bum. You chose to go to the club, meet a nigga, and then he come to your house, and then you let him raw. And then even if you let him hit it raw, you could take your ass to CVS and buy a $40, $30 pill so you won't have no kids. There are so many steps before then that you could have t- taken to not have a baby. But you go through all of that. You be irresponsible as well. And now it's his fault. Deborah Lee is the perfect example of a woman that does messy shit, but then wants to blame the guy. You benefited. You a CEO. You're rich. You have opportunity because of your messiness. The real victim is your husband. The husband that was home supporting his woman in her career, but she was fucking her boss. But nobody's talking about that that victim because, oh, I, I guess it's okay because, you know, he probably wasn't. We just assume he wasn't cheat, treating him right. We assume that he was just not a good husband for the force her over to Bob Johnson's arms. But on Bob Johnson's uh, uh, side, he's a dog and his wife was just this innocent woman at home that was loving and he was just cheating on her. See, the double standard, especially in our black community, is ridiculous. I am tired of black women playing victims to the shit they put themselves involved in. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of seeing these examples of black women running around downing black men because that seems to be what it takes to make news. As a black woman, let me down another black man. That makes the news. Um, Earlier this week, they had footage of Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan after an interview when she got up and they looked. It was whole thing on there. All oh, these guys looking at her, you know, oh, they're looking at blah, blah, blah. You know, so a man can't even look at a woman anymore and admire her because at the end of the day, he's a dog. It's like anything we do as black men in America is always negative. Except when it comes to gay shit and trans shit, then at the end of the day, it's okay. We can go online and be messy as gay. Cause I mean, some of the messy shit in the world is these gay guys on these shows. 
messy as fuck. Like, there's this one gay guy, I guess people know him, he was gonna marry a girl, then he married a guy, and then now he's he divorced and that, that guy to marry his landlord. Messy as fuck. But people promote it. Messy as fuck. Young black men confused about their sexuality, that's okay. Now, I'm, I'm not in no way trying to bash gay or transsexuals or nothing like that. Everybody has their struggles. And regardless of what I feel about it or not, it's still a struggle to not understand your sexuality. See, that's a sad thing. Regardless of how you feel about the debate, it's a sad thing. And those brothers need help. And I'm not saying help to tell them they're wrong for how they feel, but help for them to understand it. I was reading, there's this um, lady in the UK that she's a transsexual herself and she specializes, she's a psych degree doctor or that stuff, but she specializes in trans transition. And one of the things she said that has made people not like her was that the assessment of gender reassignment or gender counseling is too quick. When most of most of them are dealing with other issues that are not addressed. When you're going through puberty, when you're going through a certain time in your life, a lot of people feel weird in their bodies. But it's not necessary because they want to be another woman or another, they want to be another gender is because that's just what happens. A lot of them could be suffering from depression, anxiety, ADHD, a lot of different things that we don't diagnose. They just jump to gender uh, affirmative, reaffirm. Uh, I can't even say it right, so I apologize if I did. Uh, transitions or whatnot, instead of trying to understand the problems. See, when you have reverent on the internet that doesn't tell you to explore what's going on with you, but says, if you feel funny, maybe you're a guy. If you feel funny about your maybe you're a girl. Rather than saying, let's get to what's really going on. Is there childhood trauma that we haven't addressed that makes you feel different? That makes you feel like maybe you want to be a, a female or you want to be bisexual or gay or lesbian or whatnot. What is the trauma or things in your life that we should explore? And then once you explore or all of that and we come to a conclusion that none of that are reasons and this is how you truly feel, then fine. You know, you move forward in the way you need to. But we don't even do that in our society today. So at the end of the day, we live in a society that we don't take accountability for anything in any way. We want what we want. If we don't get what we want, we're the victims. And even when we get what we want, we're still the victims. Especially in the black community. They have broken up our community so much that we don't even recognize each other anymore. Deborah Lee is a powerful, successful black woman, and your narrative still needs to be bashing a black man to get you attention. That's how powerful it is in America when you go and you bash another black man. Even a powerful woman needs to bash a black man to be relevant. Think about it. You are Deborah Lee, okay? You don't need to even talk about that. You could talk about the affair. You could talk about maybe mistakes you made, you felt you made in your life to teach others. I agree with that. But to bash somebody, see, that's what I have a problem with. You could speak your truth all day long. Your truth is that you had an affair on your husband with Bob Johnson. That's your truth. 
But when you cross the line of talking about he threatened my job, but you ultimately became the CEO of BET. So it was an idle threat. It was an argument threat. It was a, he was pissed off. Maybe he was mad. Maybe you had the best coochie in the world and he he didn't want to lose it. And he said some shit. We all said some shit when we're losing something we don't want to lose. But to sit there and air it out like that, like you're the victim. That shows that women have not come far in America, not because they can, it's because they choose to still do the same things that the powers that be trained you to do. That every time you want some type of success, bash a black man. Like you are the example of the side chick. You are the perfect example of you are like the corporate Carly B. Carly B slept her way, stripped her way through the industry, got on reality TV, and now she's a big time rapper. She did everything she could, drug niggas and all that stuff to be with you. You are like the Carly B of, of, of corporate America. You slept with Bob Johnson. You did everything you had to do. And now look, you CEO, living, rich, powerful. But instead of you just moving on your life, saying I made a mistake by sleeping, by cheating on my husband. Instead of you making it about, like, damn, I fucked up on my husband. I was wrong. I should have done that. It was messy. It was wrong. Don't make those mistakes. You choose to bash Bosh Johnson. Oh, he, you know, he threatened my career. And, you know, but like, are you serious? Your ex-husband's reading that shit like, damn, that's fucked up. You didn't even say, damn, I'm sorry. Now, I didn't read the memoirs. So I just saw what, what they said on um in the internet in the article. So at the end of the day, you know, I, I you know, maybe she did, you know, say some type of I'm sorry. But at the end of the day, it's still fucked up. It's still fucked up because the article says this is what she wanted to say. Okay. And now just, just, okay. So you can understand where we're in. I wanted to tell that story because power dynamics are so important in relationships, especially if you're having a relationship with somebody you work for. We all know the potential pitfalls. I worked for Bob Johns for 10 years before we had a personal romantic relationship. So you work with this man for 10 years before you even did something. Then she goes on to try to really, he was a mentor and he pushed me and he was responsible for a lot of my success. We did have a relationship while we both were married, which ended up, which ended up both divorced. And then people knew about the relationship. The company knew we started going places together. The downfall of the relationship, like the downfall of a relationship like that is if you want to get out of it and and that's a part of where it came and I wanted to break up. She continues, I saw it was a long-term relationship and my job and my career were held over my head. It was like, well, if you want to break up with me, then you can leave tomorrow. And that and that was 20 years into my career at BET, so I would have lost everything. What saved me was therapy, and eventually Bob left the company, and I became CEO. 
I was CEO for 13 years without him being there and to live my dream without any form of harassment. Added. Like, do you, so look, look, look at what she said. She was working with him for 10 years before they even did anything. 10 years, this man didn't do anything. So to me, it seems like that over time, you developed a relationship, right? He mentored her and pushed her and was responsible for a lot of her success. They had a, they both have a, had a relationship, were married, and both got a divorce because of this affair. Then they got into a relationship and everybody knew about it, right? But instead of her just keeping it there, then she plays the, the victim. I saw it wasn't long-term relationship and my job and my career were held over my head. It was like, well, if you want to break up with me, then you can leave tomorrow. And that was 20 years into my career at BET, so I would have lost everything. So look at, let's do the math. You worked there for 10 years. You started an affair with him, divorced. That means you was fucking with him for 10 years. For 10 years, you was banging this dude for 10 years. What saved her was Bob left the company? Are you serious? I don't believe that shit at all. He had to recommend you to be seen. He wasn't that bitter. If he was that bitter, he would have never made you CEO. He would have never said, yo, I want to promote her to CEO. Obviously, everybody in the office knew it was cool. And everybody knew you were in a relationship. Also, she went adding that after the rise of Me Too and Time's Up movement, she began recontextualizing the relationship to ask herself how much consent she actually had in and during the development. Like, are you fucking serious? You had a 10-year relationship. You was married. You was working with this guy for 10 years. 10 years you was working with him and nothing happened. Then all of a sudden now, he's on some fuck you shit. But for 10 years, yo, we're fucking. Yo, we're in a relationship for 10 years. Both of y'all got a divorce. So it wasn't like he kept his wife and he kept you on the side. Y'all got a divorce from both of your spouses and started a relationship. So so don't don't give me that uh, that bullshit about abusive relationship and now you retextualizing it and shit like that. For 10 years you worked together, nothing happened. To me, it seems like you fell in love. You were working together for 10 years and then eventually you fell in love. To the point where you both got divorced. And you both started to be together where everybody knew you were together. That sounds like a relationship. It doesn't sound like, oh, he's the boss and he forced you. Y'all made those decisions consciously together. Y'all worked together for 10 years, being married, had no issues. Over time, two people working together, y'all fell in love. Then the consequences was y'all both got a divorce.
from your spouse. And then after you got a divorce, what did you do? You were together. You know, then she goes on, and this is how the article ends. It makes me pissed off. Why she's decided to speak out about it now. Lee said, we've heard so much about guys who came to the door with their robes open and they come out naked. This wasn't that kind of experience I had. I turned into a situation where my job was at, at issue anytime I thought of breaking up breaking up the relationship. That's very much sexual harassment, but it's it's a different kind of sexual harassment. I wanted young women to know that if you're in a relationship that is uneven in terms of power structure, that it can turn abusive. How the fuck is your shit was abusive? When he left, he made you the head of BET. How the fuck your shit became abusive? Now you calling this man an abusive sexual harasser of you. It don't make sense. You worked for him for 10 years and nothing happened. Then you got together, which forced your, which ended, which helped you to both get a divorce. Then after you got a divorce, you started dating. Everybody knew you were dating. You claim he kept telling you if you don't do this, because pretty much he told you if you don't do this, if you don't keep doing this with me, I'm going to fire you. Bullshit. To me, a man that wants control of you is going to stay married to his wife and keep you on the side. He didn't keep you on the side. He was having an actual relationship. You had a relationship for 10 years. After you both got a divorce, you had a relationship. And obviously, it didn't. And him retiring, you shouldn't stop. Like, at the end of the day, he still made you CEO. Like, it was his company. He could have shut that down, but he made you CEO. They probably looked at you as a power couple. But it seemed like as soon as you got that position, you left him. Like, because you say, you said the only way Bob left the company and she became CEO. That's how the relationship stopped. So, she lived 13 years as CEO without harassment from him. So he harassed you the whole time in your relationship. But then he left. And the harassment, that doesn't sound like a man that's going to give you his company that he built from the ground up. That doesn't sound like a man that that's not like a man that was in love with you. That saw your potential and you broke up. But he still said, you know what? Here. Because it's or it seems like that you got the CEO position and then you left him. That's what it sounds like to me. Because at the end of the day, that doesn't make sense. The numbers don't add up. If the numbers don't add up, then it cannot equal anything that sounds remotely like you're saying. Ten years being friends, working together, developing to a relationship. You both divorce your husband and your wife to be together. You'll carry on a relationship until he gives you the company and then that's when you're over. But he was the harasser for years, threatening your job, but you became CEO of the company. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I'm tired of these black women out here bullshitting and telling these lies and doing these things that are just not cool. That is just not cool. This 
takes away from the women that are actually on jobs that are being harassed, that are having men that have power trips, that truly do need representation or need help getting over these situations. There are probably hundreds of thousands of women out there in the world experiencing this stuff and really feeling that their job, they have to do things for their job to survive. This takes away you, a rich black woman that was CEO of a company talking about this guy that gave you his company, harassed you and threatened your job the whole way through, even though the company knew and they still picked you, even though they knew you were in a relationship. To me, it's like they probably saw you as a power couple. And if Bob is leaving, Deborah's going to take over. Because no company that saw you as a threat or a side piece would have said, let's, let's vote her. It doesn't work that way. A man that wants to keep you in control is not going to leave the company and give it to you. But the way it ended is he left the company. That doesn't make sense. It, what makes sense is that he gave you the company, you were still in a relationship, and when you when you became the CEO, he left, you left him. You ain't say shit about this for 13 years that you were CEO. 13 years that you were CEO. Now all of a sudden, it was a form of harassment. You recontextualizing the situation. This is what the problem with our black women and our black culture is. Everybody playing a goddamn victim all day long. And it's sad because now this narrative is going around that Bob Johnson, who was an innovator in black media for us, now he's a sexual harasser. I ain't now, I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong, but I ain't never heard about Bob Johnson with multiple women. Actually, I didn't even know he was messing with Deborah Lee. I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? But I never heard him about, about him in the public being harasser, harassing girls, lawsuits. I mean, it could be. I don't know, but I've never heard about it. But now, now all of a sudden, he got to defend himself. Now he got to sit there and, 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 and stuff. She felt pressure because she could have, she would have lost everything. But you became, he he gave you the CEO. So that means you dealt with the harassment, played the game to become CEO. So still, when he started harassing you, you could have left. But, oh, no, I'm going to lose everything. So I'm going to stay here. And I'm going to keep taking, I'm going to keep taking everything he's giving me and eventually become CEO of the company. And then I break up with him because I don't need him no more. That's what it looks like. You know, let's be real. For years, people have been saying Deborah Lee is, is nasty, horrible attitude. I mean, this is in the business, in the industry. For years, people were saying she's nasty. She has an attitude. She she ain't shit. She she got problems. She she she's cutthroat. She's dirty. She's backstabbing. That's been going around for years. Ever since when she became, uh, you know, CEO of 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 uh, of, of BET. So at the end of it. This is just another ploy for her to make money, for her memoirs to make money, to be bestsellers, for her to be on on freaking um, on on TV. And, and now you're going to throw Bob Johnson under the bus, the man that actually put you on, the man that made you who you are, the man that gave you the CEO position. But now because you don't need him no more, you want to throw him under the bus. See, that's how it is with black women. Black men are not a powerful anymore. Then they get thrown under the bus. R. Kelly. 
Bill Cosby, uh, you know, Robert Johnson, all these brothers that aren't who they are anymore, then they always get thrown under the bus rather than just leave it alone, keep it moving, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. But it's always that situation when the person is not powerful anymore or they're not relevant anymore, nobody needs them anymore, they throw you under the bus. And that's the definition of being a black man in America. When they don't need you anymore, when you served your purpose, they throw you under the bus for their own personal stuff, regardless of whether you helped them or not, regardless of whether you've been there. That's the narrative to be a black man in America. You get thrown under the bus when you're no longer needed, when you're no longer relevant. And that's the problem. We still value these old ass white people all day long. You know what? Let me ask say that because I want people to think I'm prejudiced because I'm not. But we honor these older white men that that have done things and they honor them and worship them. And, oh, my God. But when it comes to a black person that's done great things, but you have to be relevant because you're not relevant. They're going to throw you under the bus. And that's the story of being a black man in America. I ain't mad at no other race. I'm not prejudiced. You know that. But it just makes me mad that that's how we're treated as black men in America. We're treated as we're nothing. We get thrown away and nobody cares. All right, people, that's enough about this because I could go all night about this. Hey, I appreciate everybody following me on CasanovaWilliams.com. Check out Culture Life products, all new products up. Go download the Culture Radio Network worldwide on Google and iTunes. Uh, I got 16 channels under my network right now. If you want to listen to this podcast, you go to uh, Minority Mental Health Radio uh, on on the network and listen to this podcast and other podcasts dealing with mental health. Um, yeah, and I appreciate everybody who's been listening. Until next time. <laughs>